I'll never forget one day I get pulled into my teacher's office and she's asking me if I'm okay. And I'm like, what do you mean? Am I okay? Um, and she's like, well, your name's in the newspaper. And I thought like, what? And my dad's name, there it was in big bold letters, like in the Winnipeg free press that he had committed this crime. And now everybody knew about it. And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for everybody to know about this. Um, and it really just started this downward spiral with my mental health. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. Struggle Creates Strength is a mental health platform and podcast exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, we were fortunate enough to bring on David Joschetta. If you don't know who that is or what he does, obviously you'll find out in this episode, but to give you a brief rundown, he claims himself as a life coach. And not only that, he is somebody who coaches in both the physical aspect and the mental aspect and basically coincided the two to create an overall wellness coaching program. And he's somebody who honestly can help so many people and already is helping so many people and you'll see in this episode the value that he truly has to give out to the world and he's somebody who is a very smart human being and is just continuing to impact people the biggest thing that i said during this podcast actually and and one of my one of my golden rules if you will is that i really love connecting with people who are genuine and who are seriously the exact same on social media as they are off and vice versa because that's really important to me. I'm somebody who always really does try to be the most authentic version of myself on social media and never try to fabricate anything, never try to be anybody that I'm not. And so for me to align with him and me to see that out of him as well was super important to me. And and it allowed us to have this conversation. And a few times during this episode, we did, we spoke about how it didn't even feel like a podcast. It was just a conversation that we got to have, but it was a very deep conversation and one again that will serve a lot of value to a lot of different people. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope you gain something from it. And truthfully, if you do, share it with somebody because you never know how you might be impacting somebody's life. You might even be saving it. But with all that being said, I truly, truly hope you enjoy David's story. Well, honestly, I just want to formally, I guess, thank you for, for coming onto the podcast and, and joining me today. I've obviously followed along you for, for quite some time. And mm-hmm. um, it's just like, it, for me, it's so cool to, to watch you and watch everything that you put out because obviously like one of the biggest things that speaks to me is just how genuine you are all the time. Mm. Like there's exactly who you see on social media. I know that's the exact person you are in real life, Absolutely. which um, I think is sometimes it's hard to come across nowadays. Like there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that kind of fabricate their lives or make it seem different. And me personally, I like to align with people that are very authentic, genuine people. And so for me to obviously bring you on the podcast, connect with you, is just an absolute no brainer because like I said, like I've honestly, I've been sitting on this for a while and I was like, okay, I just want to, I, uh, obviously like with every person, I kind of just want to kind of even just like learn who they are a bit more and everything like that. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I've, for the longest time, I was like, I know for a fact, I'm going to be bringing them on the podcast. I don't know when it's going to be yet. And so it just kind of like worked, worked its way out. And eventually I was like, 
Okay, now is the time that I'm going to ask them. And obviously, again, I'm just super fortunate that you uh, were willing to come on and, and share your story and everything that uh, you're about. Yeah, brother. Honestly, I'm super grateful to be on here today. And it's funny how the universe works because I've been following you for a long time too. And uh, I remember thinking in my mind, I'm like, man, I would honestly love to do a podcast with that guy. And then <laughs> I like still was following along on your journey for a little while. And I was like, man, like it's going to happen one day. Like I just felt it. It was just one of those yeah. things. Um, so yeah, I'm super, super grateful that uh, you had me on here. And uh, I can't wait to, uh, to have a conversation because I know you and I will probably, you know, have a lot to talk about together. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing too, is why I am so excited for this one is because I know that we, I know that we're in very similar boats uh, in a lot of different categories and we think very similarly. And, um, and just even, like I said, just watching you and watching the type of person you are, it's just like, I know immediately when we jump into a conversation, we're going to have a million things going through our brains and it's like, oh, and then jump onto it, latch onto it and, and kind of feed off it. And uh, honestly, that's just, that's what's so cool about, about these podcasts and about podcasting in general and just mm -hmm. connecting with people because if it wasn't for podcasts in general I don't think we would be having this type of conversation I Which don't is think crazy yeah it's nuts yeah. it's absolutely yeah. nuts but it's exciting because you you get to have really deep conversations mm -hmm. with somebody you may never like you might have never crossed paths with or never absolutely. just fully connected with which is the best part about all of it yeah, I don't I don't know about you either, but like I never used Zoom and like FaceTime and all this stuff yeah. as much as I do now since like COVID. Um, and so like blessing in disguise, like we went through this pandemic and people were obviously shifting over to the virtual world. Um, mm -hmm. And now, you know, like I can tell you, you've connected with a lot of people through like social media and stuff like that. And obviously your podcast and like mm -hmm. same for me, like I connect with people now. I'm like, there is no way that I would have ever <laughs> talked to this person because, you know, I don't really go out that much around here. Like COVID was pretty, um, it was pretty tough over here. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, like being able to meet new people um, in like formats like this and, you know, connect with people is just, is beautiful. So yeah, it was kind mm -hmm. of a blessing in disguise almost. Absolutely. And I honestly, I was not the biggest fan of FaceTiming or like anything Dude, like Zoom call before. Like I hated it, man. Like <laughs> there was so much anxiety before. And, I was, yeah. and then once I, once I started doing it, I was like, this is, like you said, it's a huge blessing in disguise because mm -hmm. it immediately like breaks down those barriers. And mm -hmm. now it's hilarious because it's like, oh, hey, you want a Zoom call? Like you Zoom? Yeah. Random person. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, the best part it's crazy. about it. I, yeah. I was totally not about it at all either. And like to think, you know, I don't even know, six months ago, maybe that I would be doing something like this. Um, I don't know if I would have been. Um, yeah, like I was obviously running my coaching business then, but I wasn't as open mm -hmm. to hop on calls with like, people like I am now. And every time I do, I just learn something new, I learn about somebody, and I see mm -hmm. a new perspective in the world. And it's just like, man, this stuff's this stuff's powerful. So yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's huge, man. It, uh, it definitely does. It like builds, <clears throat> excuse me. It builds, obviously it just kind of like, it builds a lot of self-confidence. Um, and what I find is like, obviously over here, it, it's become a lot easier to have these conversations. Where, where are you? And 
uh, Kelowna. Kelowna. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I was in Kamloops um, in August. Really? Yeah, I was going to go to Kelowna, but the fires were so bad. Um, so bad. <laughs> I can, I don't know if we're, are we formally recording right now for like. Yeah, the, but I, it's just a conversation. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was, I was going to say like the, um, the fires and stuff like that were so bad. Like I went over there to go just experience BC because I hadn't mm -hmm. experienced it the whole time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I went there, I went to Kamloops and like these fires like surrounded me and I was like. I got to get out of here. Like, I, I was going outside for a bit and I was like, this is bad for my health. And then, uh, yeah, I wanted to go to Kelowna, but I thought, you know, there'd be a better time where I'd actually experience it. So mm -hmm. I'll be around there sometime. Not too sure when. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully that would be, uh, that'd be awesome. And obviously then we could actually sit down face to face and, and film a podcast of some sort or do something right oh i'll speak it into existence right now brother that's gonna happen someday um, there we go I out west it. is my vibe man i don't know what it is about <laughs> there but everybody's active everybody's just yeah. like down to do stuff it's beautiful over there um it's kind of flat over here in winnipeg i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> <Fair enough>. yeah <laughs> that's awesome well honestly i uh I think like the first thing that I kind of want to dive into is like mm -hmm. what you kind of brought up about um, when you like your journey, obviously, um, mm -hmm. is a very cool journey, a very unique journey and, and one that uh, is obviously very envious for a lot of people. And um, for myself, even just like watch you and, and watch the progression and how you actually you've helped people and really just made an impact on a lot of people. Um, how did that whole entire journey kind of begin and start? Oh man, <laughs> we're, we're going to go back here. Um, because right. you know, there's, there's a lot of things that happened in my past to get me to where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think before we even dive into that, something that is important is, you know, a lot of people see people where they're at now and they don't really, you know, get to see like everything that happened before that. So mm -hmm. I'm super excited to share this story and just give people some insight into, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I got here. So um, the therapy effect is my coaching business. Um, but before all that, I was, you know, I was a hockey player. I know you're a big hockey guy too, obviously, um, mm -hmm. which I feel like we've connected on to. I saw <laughs> you uh, playing hockey and I was like, oh, okay, this guy's cool. But um, So I was a hockey player all throughout high school. And um, here hockey was hockey was a pretty big thing um i would say that you know there was there was some ego associated with being a hockey player here for sure like almost like a status thing especially like higher end hockey um so going through high school i was you know not a lot of bad stuff was really happening in my life at the time like you know i was able to play hockey my family was able to put me in hockey everything was all good. Um, and then things really took a turn in my life when my dad went through some legal troubles and it really impacted my family. Um, I don't have to dive into all of that, but basically he was stealing some money and he got caught doing it. And it was really impactful for me. Um, I didn't really understand it at the time. I think I was pretty I'm going to say naive when I was in like grade 11. Um, I didn't really understand the world the way I do now. I thought I did, but I <laughs> definitely didn't. Um, and so I kind of, that's really when the masking and suppressing of emotions really came into play. I thought, you know, I can push this off 
for as long as I can push it off for and I'll be all good. And so I started, you know, just pushing stuff off all the time. And I started kind of smoking weed too, to like stop my head from thinking about that stuff. And then I'll never forget one day I get pulled into my teacher's office and she's asking me if I'm okay. And I'm like, what do you mean? Am I okay? Um, and she's like, well, your name's in the newspaper. And I thought like, what? And my dad's name, there it was in big, bold letters, like in the Winnipeg free press that he had committed this crime. And now everybody knew about it. And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for everybody to know about this. Um, and it really just started this downward spiral with my mental health. Um, I really didn't want to associate my name with anything that I did from then on out because my name was in the newspaper um, and people knew about that. It broke apart my family. There was, a, there was just a lot of things that were going wrong all at the same time. Um, and so after high school, I was still playing uh, junior hockey at the time. And that was like my one escape. Hockey was like the one time I go on the ice. I'm like, nothing else matters here. Like, this is my time. I'm in my flow state. This is beautiful. Um, and I'm sure you know that with hockey um, comes, there's a lot of this party culture that happens with it. Um, and so I really got into the party scene and I started to see that as another outlet for me. Um, and it was, it was a difficult time in my life because, you know, I'm just going to be open and honest about it. Like I was using alcohol and drugs at the time and it was this kind of fabricated happiness that I would have for myself. And it was, it was a time for me to, you know, continue to mask those emotions. Um, and then kind of the, rock bottom point that I got to was when I got traded from my hockey team. So my, my place where I, you know, would hang out with my, some of my great friends that I made playing hockey, I get traded to a team that I fucking hated. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It was one of those teams that you would go out every night and play against. And just like, you hated them. You would say things, you would just do things you nor wouldn't normally do. I get traded to that team. And so I go there and just things didn't work out. And I ended up quitting hockey that year. Um, I had broken my wrist too, um, that needed surgery on it, but I was going to wait until the end of the season. So mm -hmm. I just said, you know what, let's do it now. Um, and I lost, you know, playing hockey. I started partying a lot more. My physical health was, you know, almost, I, I wasn't prioritizing it at all. Um, I broke my wrist and I kind of just taken time off. And I really just went through this like identity crisis after I stopped playing hockey. I was like, who am I without hockey? You know, because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you grew up with playing hockey was kind of like your life. Like you drive to mm -hmm. the rink every, almost like, let's say four, four times, at least a week. I was playing up to like seven times a week at one point. Yeah. And it was like, okay, hockey's gone. Um, who, what do I do? Um, and then so I, I was going to university at the time and I, I dropped out of university as well. Um, I was doing something that I hated. Mm -hmm. And I really just had to take a, a second to be like, man, like, what are you doing with your life right now? I hated it. I hated everything about my life that was, was happening at the time. I was, you know, 
drinking and using drugs like consistently throughout the week. And my life was just really in this really tough area for me at the time. And I, as a guy, as a hockey player, I had no idea how to express my emotions. I didn't, I didn't even know what emotions were at the time, really. We'll say that I knew what they were, but like, I didn't know like what emotional intelligence was. I didn't know really a lot about anxiety. I didn't know about, you know, depression. I didn't know anything about things like that. And yeah, I was just like this person who loved bottling stuff up. And I was, I was the guy I always would tell myself I wear, you know, I'm the best person at putting on my game face. That was like my mantra that I I didn't know what mantras were at the time, but Mm -hmm. that was my mantra. I was like, I'm the best at putting on my game face because I was, I was the best at showing up and pretending like nothing was wrong. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I had this kind of switch in my life where I had somebody who had passed away, who was close to me. And I saw everybody at their funeral and how many people like this impacted. And after that, I just thought like, man, I have so much to live for. Like there's so many people around me who don't have the opportunities that I have. There's people who, you know, aren't even here anymore. And like, I am here, like, what am I doing with my life right now? I'm just going to keep drinking and like, partying my whole life and not do anything with it or am I gonna change and right then and there I was like boom I'm going back to school I went into uh, kinesiology and recreation management and it was like one of those universe things where the first topic I go into is called exercise and mental health and I said I specifically remember sitting there being like this is the coolest thing ever. Somebody can be happy and make their, or like improve their mental health using exercise and psychology. And I was like, Mm -hmm. blown away by this. Like, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And everybody's like, man, it's just a fucking unit. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um, And so like one of those things where, you know, you just get this passion and this flow state and I started, you know, exercising myself. I never really was into the gym or things like that before. Um, But yeah, I just got really dedicated into it. And in my second year of the degree, I I create this project called the therapy effect. And I basically write about how does somebody become happy in their life? And how do we replicate the formula for happiness? Because I was so unhappy at the time. And I basically make this framework um, using what's known as the self-determination theory and positive psychology and a few other things. And I make this whole framework and I, you know, I hand it in. My teachers were like, man, this is pretty good. And I'm like, thanks. Like, I, I actually really, I like this stuff. Like, it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I just dove into exercise and mental health and I continued to understand things. I continued to, you know, try to make improvements in my own life, you know, tried to, to change my ways. Um, obviously had a lot of ups and downs in between, uh, where I'm at now. And from that point, um, but yeah, so then fast forward and we're in COVID, uh, lockdowns here in Winnipeg and the lockdowns were pretty bad here and it affected a lot of people. And I saw a lot of my friends and family suffering from mental health, um, issues, that were related to the lockdowns and the isolation. And 
I just like had one of those other moments where the universe was just like, Hey man, like you made something that changed your own life. You improved your mental health using exercise. Why don't you share your message? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I'm going to make a, an, an Instagram account and call it the therapy effect and just start trying to motivate people to be active. And then it just like, I didn't even know what it was at the time. I was just like sharing my message. And then it just molded into like this coaching business that I have now. Um, mm -hmm. And also events that I run and a podcast now. And it's led me to so much opportunity. And now it's, you know, my full-time uh, job. I don't even like to call it a job because I love it so much. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. like a job at all. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's basically how I started the therapy effect, how it all came to fruition. Um, and, you know, I've been just dedicated to improving myself mentally, physically, and emotionally um, over the last few years. And it's really been, you know, a challenging, but a beautiful experience all at the same time. That's incredible, man. <laughs> Holy. It's that is, uh... <laughs> no, that's like, that's such a cool story. And it's so, I always, always say this, but it's so cool because when you tell that story the whole entire time, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I, I relate to that so much. or I relate to this or I resonate mm -hmm. with him here. And um, like just so many things that you said, I was like, oh my God, I think we've lived like like the same life to some degree <laughs> which is so so funny but it, that's just like that's incredible and um I just think it's so envious anytime anybody can obviously pull them out of I guess like you call it like a slump um or yeah. like a rut and just like these these lifestyle habits that aren't necessarily positive and being able to transform that into something incredibly positive and something that impacts other people is just incredibly envious. And that's why like, I love that. And that's why Thanks, even brother. like relating back to what you first said, it's something that not everybody does get to see is obviously like what, like where these people came from, you know, like what Absolutely. happened that led to that moment. And so for you, it's like that whole entire story just led to who you are now. So if somebody was to stumble across your page right now, it's like, oh, wow, like this guy's got it all put together. He's like done doing all these things. It was it's not like, like that before. Yeah, not even which close. It, yeah, which I think is for a lot of people, um, I think is so beneficial or at least mm -hmm. it should be because we can like everyone can look at it and just be like, hey, if he can do it, like, why can't I? Exactly. Um, yes. And that's I think that's something where you and I are pretty in sync with that is like mm -hmm. we really just want to prove to people like, Hey, like this is all it takes is just like a leap. Like you, all you, you just take one step forward and then you just follow it by a few more and a few more. And eventually you're, you're running or like, you're, you're literally like, you're just creating a whole new life for yourself. But it just, it just starts with like one simple choice to, to start. Um, Absolutely. Which, which again is just like so cool. Cause every single day when I see like all of your content, like you're always giving, people just like the motivation to actually start and it's mm -hmm. not like hey i am the best and i'm winning it's more so like <laughs> like hey like i actually i did this for me and like you can too like there's nothing that will ever hold you back from from doing this and there's Absolutely. no reason there's no judgment involved with it too right which is mm -hmm. so important and i think that's one of the biggest things is um 
I just don't think anybody should ever judge anyone who is trying to better themselves. And I think that sometimes is a big, I don't want to say a big problem, but something that comes up a lot with coaching is because it's like, it's like you talk to somebody, it's like, yeah, I have a coach. It's like, why would you have a coach? You have a coach. Yeah. It's like, yeah, literally. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me? Like it's, it's literally like fast track guidance to get there because Mm -hmm. if not, it's just, it's such a prolonged process all the time. And it's just, it's like, why, why not have somebody help you get to where you want to go 10 times faster? Like you could, I guarantee everyone can kind of figure it out on on their own and, and get there at some point. But it's like, if you can get there way faster, then that's more opportunity to do a million more things or like get even further. So if it took you 10 times the amount of time to get to that one point, you could do 10 more things in that process if you took the fast route, which is absolutely a coach. And I think <laughs> that's why I think that's what both you and I are, are trying to do. Like we, we mm-hmm. went through that long process and now we're into helping others, you know, mm-hmm. do that in a, in a shorter time span. And I always relate it to like sports and stuff like that too. Like I had so many coaches growing up um, to, you know, improve my skating. I had a coach to improve yeah. my shooting. I had a coach to, you know, do X, Y, Z. And now I work with coaches myself to improve, you know, in a bunch of different areas. And like you Mm -hmm. said, it's that fast track, you know, if you want to get to one place, um, try and do it sooner and, you know, understand like, you know, you and I have made a lot of mistakes along the way and we've Mm -hmm. learned from a lot of those mistakes. And so helping somebody else not go through all of those mistakes um, can be, you know, a very beneficial process. Oh, absolutely. I know. I even, uh, like, it's just, it's just the little, the little things in life. And, um, like, I know obviously like for you, like you're doing exactly what you love to do. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's something that like, you can't like one of my big things is I was always like, yeah, you know, like I love my life, but I would just say that, like, it was just something that was in my vocabulary and I never like truly loved it. Like it was just, I was like, yeah, I, I love my life. Or like, even honestly, for the longest time, I like people would ask me, like, do you love yourself? And I would be like, yeah, yeah, I love myself. Like I had no, I literally had no idea what it even meant to love yourself. Like I didn't even know what that feeling was like. And so for the longest time, I would just be like, yeah, yeah, I love myself. And then I would like sit there by myself some days and I'd be like, what, what does it mean to love myself? Like, what does that feel like? Huge. And then once I started actually transitioning my life and changing my life, I was like, oh, this is it. This is what it means to yeah. actually love myself or be more so be proud of myself. Because I think those two coincide with each other. Absolutely. And it's just like, if you have an immense amount of pride for yourself, obviously you love yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think there's another way to kind of put it other than that. And which is, which is really cool. But again, like you said, it's sometimes you need that guidance. You need that help. You need somebody else in your life that can Mm kind of like show you, show you the path, or at least like help guide you there, help, help show you that it's possible in some form. And I think again, with Mm -hmm. like the social media aspect, that's where it kind of comes into play is because I think for the both of us, what we like to do is, is obviously relate back to our past, but also show where we are today, just in reference, like, Hey, you don't have to stay there forever. Like it's not going to suck forever, <laughs> but in order to get here, 
you actually have to take action and do things for yourself. And you can't just continue doing everything. Cause like my biggest, Oh my gosh, sorry, I'm rambling on, but like my biggest thing ever is when people say that time heals everything. Cause I don't, I'm not somebody who formally believes that because I think like you, it doesn't just heal because a certain amount of time has passed. Like you have, Mm -hmm. you have to actually take action on that or do Mm -hmm. something that's going to heal that and heal yourself or like at least allow yourself to grow so you can cope with it better or deal with it better. But it's, I don't know. That's just one of my little, little things that I always (laughs) have to relate back to. Yeah. Well, just like to touch on the loving yourself thing. I think, you know, when people are going to make a change in their life, there's kind of two things that we see. We see someone coming from, I want to make a change in my life because I hate myself right now. And then Mm -hmm. I want to make a change in my life because I love myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like finding, you know, which one that is, is super important. Cause let's say, let's say we're, we're talking about going into exercise more each day Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, I hate myself. I hate the way my body looks. I'm going to go to the gym because I hate this. It's probably not going to be that enjoyable (laughs) versus, you know, I love myself and I want the best for my health. I want the best for my mental health. And I truly want to make this change in my life because I feel that this will, you know, lead to better things for me. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to start going to the gym. And those are two completely different perspectives to be taken. So I love that you talked about loving yourself because that was one thing that, you know, I'm I'm even just thinking back right now, like, yeah, you kind of just answer the question and be like, yeah, I love myself. Like, what do you mean? Um, But yeah, that whole understanding of it now has just been completely different from what it was like before. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. And it, literally oh my god my voice literally to uh, to feed off of what you just said is like mm-hmm. it's it honestly is it's it's kind of like if like, I honestly I know for a fact that I could not just sit down and like watch Netflix for a whole entire day or like dude just sit and lounge around for a whole day I just I physically could not do that like I would drop yeah. I would feel so much anxiety within my body on the fact of like, I'm not progressing from like a mental standpoint. I'm not progressing from like a business standpoint. I'm not progressing in a physical standpoint. Mm -hmm. And it's literally just as simple as like moving my body, doing something, something productive, you know, but it's like, it literally does come down to that about loving yourself. And it's like, I, I don't hate myself enough to lay in bed all day or or like watch Netflix and waste my time all day, you know? So it's like, I love myself enough that I am going to get up and I'm going to do something, something Mm -hmm. productive, something that will literally, it's like the, obviously you've heard this a million times, the cliche 1% rule, but it like truly is. It's like, like, (laughs) it's like, what am I going to do today? That is actually going to benefit the rest of my life for like, what's going to make me 1% better today. And it doesn't even mean that I have to triumph yesterday because yesterday I might've done something insane and crazy. So it's like, I'm not going to surpass that. It's not going to like, I, I have Mm -hmm. to beat yesterday every single day, but it's just like, I'm going to do something that will push me in the right direction. And like, Mm -hmm. I, it's so, and I know that for a fact that this is ingrained in you as well, 
but it's like, there is no possible way that I could go a day without doing one thing productive. Like no, I know that. No, it would, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't impossible. work like that. No. I'll, I'll eat myself up over it. Um, but like, just going back to the Netflix thing, like I was totally there at one point, like I was totally <laughs> there, like, especially when I was hung over all the time. Um, mm. I was like in bed watching Netflix, like running through episodes. And then now, like, it's just crazy to think like, I, I can't even like sit there for that long because I'm just, I always want to be doing <laughs> something. I just love moving the body. Um, but yeah, no, that, that being better every day is such a, it sounds so like small and it, and maybe when someone hears it, they're like, man, just be better, like do something that you did better than yesterday. Like what's that mm-hmm. going to do? But yeah. you know, like those small things like build up over time. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know about you, but like one thing that I've really instilled in me is especially in like the gym, like I'll be like, I'm going to do one more rep than what I yeah. thought I was going to do. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'll like just do one more rep for like something. And I'll be like, fuck yeah, I did that. And like, yeah celebrate it like positive reinforcement to yourself um yeah so yeah like what's your one more rep like in what area of the day today exactly it's Mm -hmm. actually so fun like I literally do the exact same thing every single time I'm in the gym Mm -hmm. it's like I can never and this is another thing it's kind of like once you start to get it ingrained in your mind then you just it never release because then it almost feels like you're letting yourself down if you're not doing the extra rep so it's like in the gym all the time it's just (laughs) it's like okay you know what this is uh we'll do like four sets of 10 and it always turns into four sets of 12 or it's like the last last set just do it like 15 and then (laughs) like yesterday I remember I was sitting there and I was like okay so I told myself I was going to do like four sets of 10. I ended up doing like three sets of 12 and I was going into my last one. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what are, what are we going to do? Like, I guess we could just do the same, like do 12 again. And I was like, well, we might as well like bump up the weight a lot and then do do 12. (laughs) So then it's like, it's it's just like, you're always, when you're kind of in that like competition with yourself, it becomes like super addictive, honestly. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And it's like, that's like a healthy form of competition to be like engaging in for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. and just like relating back to like my, my story earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I really like implemented in my life was competence in your abilities. And it's part of the self-determination theory in positive psychology. And it's believing in your capabilities So each time like you do that one extra rep or, you know, you bump the weight up or something Mm -hmm. like that, you're just like feeding yourself that like, oh, you can do that little, what else can I do more of? And it's Mm -hmm. like, that translates from the gym to so many other aspects of life. And I've, Mm -hmm. I know you've learned that and it's just, it's crazy how that those little changes can, you know, impact so many different areas. Mm -hmm. Oh man. You just opened up a whole can of worms that, uh, <laughs> that excites me. I, uh, no, I seriously, that is like my favorite thing in the world is just proving to myself, honestly, um, but also allowing other people to see it as well. But like, you can do absolutely anything if you just kind of like, just throw yourself into it. And absolutely. Um, like, and I know 
This is awesome because uh, it just, it happens like physical health, I will say, or like physical exercise is probably the best way to ever test this, I would say. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously it translates into, into everything else that you do because it just, it builds up that confidence, makes you see that you're capable of so much more than 100%. ever think. Yeah. And, uh, but in like the physical health world, um, it's just like, when you start to do that, like you said, when you start to start to do the extra reps, add the extra weight, start to start to run the extra miles, you start to push yourself so far past that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It's like your comfort zone becomes your, or okay, your uncomfortable zone becomes your comfort zone. And it just keeps like, you just keep progressing that. And Dude, so then when you look back, so it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and like, I honestly, I just remember, um, I remember when I was first going into like my first ultra, I, I was like, okay, like this is the, super it was the fascinated scariest, by those, yeah, by like, the way. Yeah. yeah. So it was super like the scariest thing. Um, I think I've ever gone into like super nervous. And then it was just so funny. Cause after that first one, um, I just remember looking at the second one and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like it's possible. And I was like justifying it. And I was like, I'm literally like almost tripling my distance. I was like, how is this, how is that even logically like from what you'd ran before? Yeah. And so, yeah. and then I was like, okay, like whatever. And then, um, after I did that, like 121 kilometer one, I was like, I looked at Amazing. the next yeah, I looked at the next race and I was like, oh, piece of cake. <laughs> it was a marathon. And I'm like, how, how do we like, it just literally shows you how like these, these things that we do look so daunting. And I mean, like, it's not to say that they are fun, but it's like, they look so daunting. And then once you do something, you can look at something that once looked like Matt, like freaking Everest. And you look at it and it's like, oh, it's just, yeah, you know, it's just another hill, like something like that, Dude, right? I love which that. Is, yeah, which is just crazy because, <laughs> and then it just makes you think all the time. And it's like, okay, say if I translate that into business, and it's mm. like, what if I just take this massive leap? I do something that's crazy and it seems like the craziest thing in the world. And then all of a sudden you get two months down the road and it's like, oh, well, like that wasn't so bad. Like I want to do something crazier. And then it's like, you can just continue to build off that, but it all ties in together, like in Absolutely. all separate feats of life, which is Dude, nuts. I can't believe how similar we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think of it as a plastic bag. Um, so if you think about a plastic bag, when you stretch out a plastic bag, mm -hmm. it never really returns back to that like normal form. So like, let's take our comfort zone and it's like, let's say I don't know if people can see this or not, but I'm making a ball with my hands and then stretching that plastic bag out. And now it's, now it's out here and it might shrink back a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's much bigger than it was before. And yeah. so that comfort zone thing and learning that through fitness, I always love to say fitness is the training ground for the mind, but it's also the foundation for so many other things in life. Like you said, like business, but the ultra thing fascinates me so much because <laughs> I am a runner myself. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I have been wanting to do an ultra. <laughs> um, I've recently did like, um, a half marathon here, just kind of, yeah, on my own time. yeah, just on my own time here. And, uh, you get into this like mind 
I don't even know what to call it, but it's almost like testing yourself the entire time. And for me, I was just mm -hmm. in that flow state of like, you know, how much further can I go? You can keep going or like, and I'd only ran like 10 kilometers before. So now mm -hmm. I do the 25 and I'm like, man, what's next? <laughs> I'm like looking at something exactly. longer. I'm like, let's get after it. Um, mm -hmm. And before I would be like, man, you wouldn't even catch me running down the block because <laughs> I, I am not a runner, but now it's different. So yeah, I love exactly. that brother. No, that's awesome, man. I, and it, honestly, that's, it's kind of like all it is too, is just chucking yourself in there. And, and once you do that though, it is the most addictive thing ever. Chasing I will say discomfort. that. Yeah. That's literally what it is. It's just mm -hmm. the more uncomfortable that it is, it, it obviously sucks while you're doing it, but then it's like the aftermath and what you learn from it, what you gain from it Absolutely. is what just changes your perspective on everything. And that's what I've personally loved about it so much is just being able to see like how much further I can truly go and how much further my mind um, can go than I ever, ever thought and imagined. And mm -hmm. it's just like, when you start to really, like you said, chase that discomfort, it, it is so addicting. And it's just one of those things too, where like, I always used to say like, it, it's just like, it's something that separates you um, from so many people in so many different ways. And, and that's 100%. not like the, the goal by any means, but it's just like, it's really cool because you can go and you can do this for yourself. And, and when you go and you talk to people afterwards and you just, you almost like look at life a little bit differently and um, you yeah. just, you don't, yeah. Like you just never really take anything for granted. And you also just like build again, that immense amount of pride for yourself. Cause you just, you push yourself further than you thought you could. And um, I mean, we all have those days where it's like, Oh my God, like I did not live up to my potential. <laughs> and it's like, mm -hmm. and those are the tough days, but those are also the days that drive you to push harder the next day or, or get further. And um, as long as like, you're always on that constant climb and obviously with running, you're constantly going further or faster, like whatever it is. But um, honestly, one of my biggest things though, that I always say about running is you no matter how far you go or how short you go, you can always bring yourself into a state of like straight discomfort, like pure discomfort. You can do a sprint and be super uncomfortable real fast, mm -hmm. or you can go for a really long distance and get uncomfortable. And it's just like, no matter what, like running is such a gateway to, to feeling very, very uncomfortable which is, I think is great and why I advocate it so much to a lot yeah. of people. Especially because you can stop at any time, especially when you're doing yeah. those long runs. Like I'm, I'm willing to bet that there's probably a bunch of times where your mind's like, stop, man. Like you don't have to go much further. Like, absolutely. You know, like what's another 50 kilometers? We just did 50. Like you can pack <laughs> up and go home right now. Um, and you're like, no, I'm going to keep going. Um, and so like consistently winning that battle within your own mind, mm -hmm. um, is huge. And I think that, you know, a lot of people get deterred from trying stuff like that because they, they think about who they've been before and they don't associate that with what could happen. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm going to relate this back to, um, a Jordan Peterson quote. I'm not too sure if you're a fan of Jordan Peterson, but Love him. yeah, 
He's uh, I read 12 rules for life and that book was amazing. Really? Um, but yeah. And that there was a, uh, there's a quote and I'm, I might butcher this. So it's a <laughs> paraphrase. Um, so don't quote me on this. But it says, um, you are not, your identity is not um, a collection of all your past experiences. So a lot of the times we define ourselves based on everything that's happened in the past. And I was very guilty of this before. I thought, you know, my past defined who I was going to be moving forward in life. But he says, your identity is truly everything that you are meant to become and your potential. And so when you step into that and you live that, um, Mm -hmm. you begin to do things that, you know, you might not have ever done before and things that, you know, you might run a hundred kilometers one day, even though you've only ran 10 before that, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people get kind of caught up in what have I done before? And then they make the assumption, I can't do it now because this is what I've done. Um, and so I thought that that was a really cool kind of quote almost that, uh, that related to this. That's so impactful. Yeah. That brother. is nuts. That is actually <laughs> like, that is a huge one. Um, Cause I like, obviously like I, I do that all the time. I think mm-hmm. 99% of people do that all the time. It's cause we do, we always, always look at it as like what I've done before. Yeah. And, but I love that. And that's one of the biggest things that um, I've really like try, tried to start doing, have done in the past, but need to start doing a lot more is like truly just living, um, living as the person I aspire to be mm-hmm. and um, just believing it or like just identifying as that person all 100%. the time, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's why I just, I love that so much. And it hit me so hard is because I was, I was like, okay, if there's one sign, one sign from the universe, I was like, this is it that I need to start today. Whereas like, I am this person and I'm not like, I'm not whatever anybody else has seen me as, or even what I've seen myself as like, I am this person, Yes, uh, which is super powerful. That was super difficult for me. Um, when I started like it even is too, in a sense to like now, but like, especially mm-hmm. when I started to become a coach and I started to like put out all of this stuff on social media, on social media, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of like all of these people saw me as like, you know, the party Dave, the guy that was like always down to go to BP and play Joker poker or like mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um <laughs> And then like, I start, you know, kind of putting out all of this other kind of stuff. And a lot of people were kind of like, man, like what, like, what is this? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, this is what I feel. This is who I am like this. And I started kind of, you know, it took me a while to identify as that. And I still, you know, sometimes um, it's not like the easiest thing like you too. And I need to be doing it 100% of the time, but I feel like, yeah, super impactful to, to live the way that you want and live, you know, to that, you know, who you aspire to be in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. Just crazy because we totally do all think about our past experiences and we make this narrative up in our own mind about like who David is or who Lucas Mm -hmm. is. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, making that mindset shift is, is very important moving forward. I agree even one of the things I was just thinking about was like, 
I think timelines come into play a lot as well. Like we always, we kind of like constrict ourselves to timelines and we think that, um, oh, hey, you know what? I, I started my, my business now or something like, or like I started my business a month ago. Like there's, it'll probably take me, I don't know, like three years to get it to this point, but it's like, well, yeah, it will. If you, if you believe that and you think that, but it's like, why couldn't it be, why couldn't it be three months or why can it be a month? Like, three weeks, a week, whatever. But it's like, why does, why do we always constrict ourselves to these timelines? Or like, and I honestly think what we do is we, we, we all compare ourselves so much to people and we'll look at somebody that might be like living the life that we want to live or like similar to. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, how, how long did it take them? And it's like, just because it took them three years to make or something like that. It's like, it doesn't mean it has to take you three years. Like, maybe that person is putting something out that is like going to help you fast track it, or maybe there's possible mm-hmm. ways to make you fast track it, or maybe like, you're just not that person. Like that's the bottom line is like, you are not that person. So 100%. like, there's no yeah. reason why it has to take you that exact same amount of time. And like, one of my, my favorite things to always say is just like, you shouldn't aspire to be anybody else other than yourself. And it's like the same thing goes mm-hmm. for timelines is like, you should not aspire to like follow in that person's footsteps. Like why not aspire to do it faster? And that was one of my path. Yeah, literally. But that's like one of my, that was always one of my hardest things to ever figure out. And it took me a long time to figure it out, but was Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know what? Like I have all of these people that I kind of like look up to in certain areas of life and, and really um, feed off of a lot. And I love the motivation and, and content that I receive from them. Mm-hmm. but I'm just like you know what like I'm not that person and why why are they like why do I hold them on such a high pedestal like I know that they've done a lot of great things but it's like I should look at them as just a person that's done it and achieved great things and just use them as a resource to prove that I can do it as well but like that doesn't mean that I can't have my own thoughts it doesn't mean I can't take my own path it doesn't mean I can't be faster than they were and and do more than they have done it's like because essentially we look at all these big people and we're like Mm. okay that's my limit but it's like why did why is it why does it have to be that limit like why not try and surpass those people which is just like uh (laughs) an interesting way to look at it for sure and again like maybe it's a naive way of looking at it but i also think it's just uh a way to look at it and again it's not like saying you're better than anyone or that you are uh more valuable than anybody but it's just like why why should it be the goal to be better though yeah yeah exactly because it's it's like those people all aspire to be certain people or like be like people or be in the same ballpark as people and it's like a lot of those people surpass the people that they were striving to be and that's why they are who they are or they've like done certain things that brought them to that point so it's like and they're human. Like every single one of them is human. And just, I think that's what we tend to forget a lot is that Absolutely. all these people are human. You're human. I'm human. <laughs> We're all human. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that, you know, just being, being our own like person is, is so powerful. And, and like you said, like you can't really compare to anybody else because everybody just has this completely different experience here. Um, and I think I, I never really understood that I was like, 
unique in an important way until I started understanding more of like who I was deep down. Um, and, you know, like all of us growing up, like we always, we always had to find who we were in like crowds of people or in groups of people. So who am I on the hockey team? Who am I in my friend group? Who am I in my family? Who am I at work? Who am I like at school? Like you kind of like form this like identity in each area. And then when I kind of broke away from all that and I was like, no, I'm just me. Like I want to be the same me in every single situation. Then I, you know, kind of saw to like, I'm not like this person that, you know, has done this in their life. Like I'm completely different. So my, my limit, like, I don't want to have the same limitations or whatever it may be. Um, and I, I absolutely love that you, that you touched on that. Cause that, that's huge. I love that. Mm -hmm. I, and I think like one of I don't know if like are, have you utilized kind of like your environment as a sense of uh kind of inspiration maybe to some degree or like the people around you like what do you have like people that are physically in your life around you that are like have the same goals and aspirations as you or are you do you find yourself kind of like pulling or like moving forward a bit, a bit more like striving for for different things and and just a different life path um, I wouldn't say physically, I have people who are kind of on the same route as this, um, mm -hmm. that I'm on right now, which is unfortunate because I would love that. Um, mm -hmm. I have met a lot of people, um, <clears throat> again, coming back to like meeting people online before mm -hmm. I would be like, that's super weird, but I have <laughs> met, I've met a lot of very, um, amazing people, um, online since I started my uh, coaching business and a lot of them own their own coaching businesses too. And we kind of, you know, help each other out. And I have some, some mentors now like that. Mm -hmm. um, but in my physical, like community environment surrounding, no, there's, there's not really something that's happening kind of the way that I'm doing. And sometimes that mm -hmm. feels a little bit like isolating, um, which kind of sucks, but then you know, you get to come on a podcast like this and connect with somebody who's doing something kind of similar. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, like there's, there's this happening too in the world, just in a different place. Um, mm -hmm. And so that to me is like, I, I love doing stuff like this because I love meeting people who are doing the same sort of thing. Um, and yeah, it's hard to connect with, with people sometimes on, on subjects like this, because, you know, a lot of my friends really aren't into, uh, you know, like the whole coaching thing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They might love working out, but they don't, <laughs> they don't love like the other stuff um, that mm -hmm. I'm doing. But uh, yeah, I've, I've met a lot of people um, through different uh, programs and Instagram and things like that now that, that are kind of a network of people who are, who are kind of doing some similar things, if that answers the question. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, same same sort of ballpark like honestly and that's why it is so cool to connect like you said like with yourself um and also just like with a lot of these people online like most which is again it's so weird to say that but that's usually how it is and um honestly i remember going into like the summertime 
I just remember it was, it was really weird because obviously like pursuing a lot of my own things was very like dialed in focused. And it's just like most of my friends just don't, they don't think that way, you know, and they're, they're not on that, that wavelength. And, and it's so like, that's when, like you said, it becomes very isolating because it's like, I personally, like, I don't drink. So I, Dude. I just be like, there's no, <laughs> I was like, there's no way, like no rhyme or reason for me necessarily to be there. And because like, I knew that if I put myself in that situation, most of them would be like, why, like, why are you not drinking? And like some of them absolutely like very supportive, very awesome, pe- like people with that sort of thing. But then a lot of the other people were like, oh, well, like, why wouldn't you be or and oftentimes like because I would I would go like every once in a while but I was just like there's just no and this sounds bad but like there's just no value in being there for myself like I don't see it it's like I could be I could be doing something (laughs) yeah I was like I could be doing something so much better or like not not necessarily better but like something that's productive or I feel like I'm that you want to do yeah 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 no like that happened to me this weekend um there was a lot of a lot of Halloween partying going on Mm -hmm. and this weekend, I really wanted to stay in and do some things for myself because, you know, like running your own business is a lot different than what I had expected. And there was a lot of stuff kind of like, just like all happening at once. And I was like, I just need to stay in this weekend. A lot of my friends were like, man, what do you mean? Like, we're going out this weekend. And I'm like, I'm like, no, like I want to stay in and like, just do my own thing and like have a chill night because I'm so busy all the time and I just need to mm-hmm. relax. And they're like, dude, come relax at the party. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, relax. I will not relax there. Trust me. Um, and I don't know about you, but a lot of the conversations that happen at stuff like that, um, I've really made the transition into having, you know, conversations that I gain a lot of things from and, you know, like when I do something like this, like I love these types of conversations because mm-hmm. they dive deep into, you know, experiences or different perspectives or emotions. Um, mm-hmm. And you just like learn something the whole time versus speaking about like how mangled we got last weekend and yeah. you know <laughs> things like that. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely been a lot of um, getting away from that, but the weird part is, is like, I don't miss it. Like I, I like the path that I'm on now. So I, mm-hmm. I choose that. And I, I think that you and I both are starting to see, like, when we choose ourselves and we listen to that, like, you know, something saying, don't go, then you feel a lot better afterwards. And you're like, oh, I made that decision for me this time. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's something that I never used to do. Yeah. And I always found it was kind of, Cause I remember the first time when I first started, um, the whole platform, I remember it was like, there's obviously like, there's always these transitions and you start to, you start to learn more and you start to figure yourself out a bit more. Absolutely. And I remember when I first started, I was like, I was like, okay. Like, I remember, and this sounds so funny, but I remember telling myself, I was like, okay, you need to work on this every single day. I was like, you want this to work? Like every single day, you got to sit down and you got to work on it. So I just remember it was so weird because I would be like, okay, I'm going to work on it. And I'd work on it every single day. And then, but then it just became toxic because I was like, 
it'd be like five o'clock at night and be like, did I work on it today? Oh no, I didn't. So then I would like just do something random. And I was like, this is just not how it should be. And obviously over time, it just like, once I started doing it consistently every single day, started figuring it out a bit more, started finding out who I was, figuring out who, oh my gosh, English, figuring out who I was a bit more <laughs> then I, uh, then I was like, oh, okay. Now, like I just, I couldn't go a day without doing something around it. And like one mm. of the biggest things that people don't understand though. And what I learned was like, I don't necessarily have to be sitting down and physically like on my laptop or on my phone or doing something for it to be considered like working towards it. Like a lot of the time I'm just like thinking about it. Like, I don't think my, and I mean, I'm sure you're the exact same way. Like <laughs> just 24 seven, it's just like running through my mind. And it's so funny because I'll just be sitting somewhere and I just know I'm totally zoned out, but all I'm doing is just like thinking about like maybe like some of the things that I should do or like how to make this better thinking of like podcast topics to do, like thinking about who I might want to bring on the podcast, like just all these ideas. And it's, it's so funny, but it's like, it's true. And honestly, I started to realize how addicted and obsessed I am with it when I'd be like driving around town and all of a sudden every like minute, five minutes, it's just like, Hey Siri, make a note. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like all the time. And then it's like, what do you want it to say? And then I just I tell it my note and I'm like, podcast idea. And then it's like, here's Dude. this. Or like I spit out a quote, like something, but my notes is hilarious because it's just random oh, shit. Oh man, the whole you should thing. see mine. I, I also have a ton of videos on my phone of me just like doing something. I'll be like, I'll say something into the phone and it'll be like something for later. But yeah, and I, I completely agree yeah. that like, I'm in that consistent state now of just like, yeah, you don't always have to be sitting at your computer or on your phone to be working. And I find that yeah. sometimes those are the best ideas that I do have is when like, I'm away from the screens and I'm just like doing something and then like something will drop in or like, I'll be having a conversation with somebody and they'll say something and it might be completely unrelated, but I'm like, oh, boom, like notes. I'm like, there it is. I can't let that one go. Um, yeah. And yeah, just just living that is is so important. Um, and that really, I guess, shows just like how passionate we are about like mm -hmm. what we do. Um, yeah, it's beautiful, brother. I love that. I know it, it. It is. It's really really cool. And I mean, even like we'll even go back, but like when I was first. Um, again, like when I was first starting it and first doing all this and I was like, okay, I, I need to be doing this. Um, I was still in that, like still caught in kind of like living my past. And that's when I did have that transition of like, cause I said, like, I've been up and down with it about, like, okay, I want to live this life or I want to be this person. I need to identify myself as this person. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, I would, I would do that and I would identify as that. And then once I wasn't working on it, I was like just the same person that I was before. And yes. then I started to put two and two together. And I was like, I'm literally living two separate lives. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's literally what it felt like. And I was like, dude, I, am, I can't tell yeah, you how much I resonate I, with that. Yeah. And I was like, cause I would, and this was my, this was my biggest pet peeve is I was like, I was putting out, um, obviously always super genuine content being exactly who I was and who I aspired to be out on mm -hmm. social media. 
And I was like this whole like mental health advocate being obviously the person I am. And then I would just be away from it. And I would like go out and just like drink on the ski hill or something like that. And I'm like, I, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. Like a lot of people can do that. But for me, I just felt like I wasn't honoring the person that I was on social media, dude. So then I was like, the two need to mix, like the two need to mix. And then that's when, uh, in January was when I like started the 75 hard. And then I just like, just dove head over heels into that. And then just became obsessed with it. And it, what'd you learn during 75 hard? Um, I just, I learned like, obviously one, like how, how capable we are of doing all the things we want to do, but also just like time, time management obviously was another one. And, and again, like just how many excuses I would always make for myself, dude, when there was no excuses. Yeah. When there was just no reason to make an excuse like this year, I think that's why, um, why it changed my life so much is because I was managing so many different things at once, but still doing it all, which was like, what proved to me, like, Hey, like all these things are excuses. And I remember, uh, the other day, cause it was like, it's like, normally I wouldn't do a workout outside at midnight, but it's like, if I'm on the 75 hard, I'm not just going to fail the day because I didn't get a workout in. Like I'm going to go outside and I'm going to do fucking air squats for 45 minutes. If that's what it means in order <laughs> to complete the challenge. And like, I've done that multiple times, but it's just like, that was something I needed to experience was like just being very uncomfortable and also instilling consistency, like just the consistency of putting myself first was one of the biggest things. And that's actually when I started to, to really learn to love myself. Um, Because I, for a long time, I loved the type of person I was. I loved what I was doing. I loved the message I was getting across to people but I didn't love myself. And some of that came from like, I was neglecting my health a lot. Cause like, once I quit hockey, I was like, I don't want to step back into a gym. I don't want to step on the ice again. Like, I don't want to do any of those things. I just want to live my life for once with freedom, like whatever that means. So I was skiing all the time, which was great. Like obviously super good workout. Mm -hmm. I honestly was like still in good shape, but I just wasn't where I wanted to be. And I knew that. And a lot of times it was like causing me a lot of anxiety, self-consciousness, um, or self, oh my God, self-confidence issues. And I, uh, I was just like, okay, like I need to actually just change. And I remember just for so long, I was like, okay, I'll start. This is literally what I was doing. I was like, okay, I'll start January 1st, January 1st, first day. I was like, okay, I'll start January 2nd. And then I just, that kind of came and went. And then I was like, okay, I'll start the 10th. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll start the 15th. And then it just like kept putting it off and putting it off. And that's what we always do is put things off because mm-hmm. it's never the right time. And never. eventually, yeah, this, this, uh, this person that, uh, this like one of my friends, I, I was just like, okay, hey, I, I really want to do this challenge. She was like, start in two days. I was like, or no, she goes start tomorrow. And I was like, okay, like tomorrow. And she's like, why not? Like, there's no better time. I was like, you're right. So I literally just started that day. And then like, obviously the rest is history, but it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, like, it's just, it's so true. Like we can start at any given time, but yes. we just never feel like there's a right time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest, it. 
Yeah. And try to and wait for it. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the biggest things that honestly, like the running taught me a lot and just like working out every, like all forms of the physical exercises, like you're never really going to be comfortable. Um, and it's just like embracing how uncomfortable you are is the way that things change. Cause mm -hmm. I know like anytime, like my favorite thing ever to do is like, cause before sets or like when you're in the middle of a set, it's like, okay, I'm going to say we're doing like shoulder press and you just pumping out shoulder press. And then you like put them down. It's like, holy shit. Like, Oh, my arms are tired. And it's like, usually you just kind of like sit there for a little bit until you start to feel better, but it's like, okay, why not like set yourself? Maybe it's like a minute, you give yourself a minute. And it's like, if I really don't feel good at that point, it's like, that's when you just have to do it. Because if you just like literally tell yourself, cause it's so uncomfortable to be like, I, I literally feel like I don't, I can't lift this weight. And, but it's like, if you just like do it, you're, you're probably going to be able to do it because you know you that your body's do it. Yeah. And so it's like, you just throw yourself into that. And like, same with like in running, if it's like, oh my God, like, I feel like I can't run any further, but like, you just keep running further and further. Or say if you're walking and it's like, oh, I can't, I can't run again. Like, there's no way it's like you just start running. It's like, oh, your, your mind just, just kind of like shuts itself off. And it's like, oh. have you heard of the 40% rule? Like David Goggins talks a lot about it. Is like how most of us only push ourselves like 40%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like when I, I was blown away by that when he was, he was saying for anybody who hasn't heard about it. Um, basically when, when we reach what we think is our absolute most, we've only used 40% of what's actually in our mental capacity. And I guess mm -hmm. physical capacity too, to a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically we limit ourselves in, in, everything that we do um and so like when you just dive into it like you're saying and just like just do it you don't really give yourself that chance to like overthink about it and be like what if i can't do it mm -hmm. <laughs> you just exactly. you just gotta do it um and yeah. dude i love that you did 75 hard i uh i haven't done that challenge yet but everybody whom i've spoken with has been like mm -hmm. man changed my life yeah it honestly has like i advocate it so much for anybody that needs like just a reset on life is what I would say. Yeah. yeah. And, and on, yeah, exactly. That is because that's the thing too, is like, I guess I shouldn't necessarily say just a restart on life. Cause obviously it can help anybody at any certain point of their life. Um, mm -hmm. But I did obviously like, I noticed a lot of negatives that came from it as well. Um, which is why uh, like my girlfriend and I started like our purpose project, which we're, which we're doing. And, um, the main, like, obviously like I don't categorize the two. Like, I think people should definitely still do 75 hard. Like I never, never won't tell anybody to, to not do it. Um, but the one thing that I noticed was like, I gained a lot of toxicity from it in the sense of like, I isolated myself so much to the point where, um, I just like, I, it wasn't that I couldn't, like I noticed this a lot because when I first started seeing my girlfriend, I was in the middle of phase one and I just was like, it was so ingrained in my mind. Like I'm putting myself first, no matter what, like, mm -hmm. I don't care what's going on. Like you can sit on the couch and watch me work out for 45 minutes because I'm not failing this day. And that was just like one of the traits that I kind of picked up and I hated myself for it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like, I feel so bad. Like, 
Cause there'd be times when I would like, I'd be trying to juggle everything in life. And this challenge would just like be kicking my ass. And I was just neglecting uh, other people's feelings, emotions, and solely focusing on myself. Whereas like mm-hmm. I wasn't giving what I, what I could be giving to the people around me. Um, wow. And then it obviously like, and same with like the alcohol thing. Like I personally, I love the fact that I don't drink anymore. Like love it. But the the problem that I was having was like, I started ingraining it in my mind where I was like, okay, I, I don't drink anymore. Um, and then I would count my months and I was like, oh, I'm eight months sober. I'm like, dude, you're not a recovering alcoholic. Like you, you don't have to, you don't have to put a label on it saying like, yeah. where's my chip? I'm eight months sober. Like yeah. I was, cause I wasn't, I wasn't even close to being an alcoholic. Like I drank so much less than 90% of people that I know. And I still was like putting that label on it. And I was like, this is not good. Like I just, I had it, like I was feeling, it's like same as people with cheat meals. It's like, oh, I can't try, I can't try this dessert because it's going to ruin everything when it Mm. like, you know, it doesn't ruin everything. And I was the same with alcohol. I was like, oh, like I can't even have a sip. Like I can't even try a sip. And like this, I continued this for months after the 75 hard after phase one during phase, like everything. I was just like, I can't, I just can't do it. Can't have a sip. And I was deemed like, I would, I was like deeming myself a failure on life if I had a sip. And I was like, that I is feel just, that man. Yeah. I, I was like, that. that's, yeah. that's just not how it should be. Like I should be able, um, like I personally love not being, not ever having to be hung over. Like I love waking up Dude, and being like, super I can just power. kill, I can, yeah, I can kill the day. Like if, no matter what. <laughs> My Sundays look so different now. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Um, but yeah, man, like I totally, I experienced the exact same thing you're talking about just in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I almost associated like alcohol, like cheat meals, like exactly what you're saying. Um, so that's a, that is a crazy perspective. Um, and I think we can get too invested sometimes in like, Mm-hmm. everything's about me and I need to do like this. And it's like, yes, prioritize yourself, but, um, relationships and like other people's mm-hmm. feelings, like you said, are very valuable in each of our lives. Like we definitely hold that, um, close to our hearts. Um, and I, I feel like I got away from that a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. but one thing I always need to remind myself of is like, there's no, like, manual you're given on like how to like go through this life Mm -hmm. and it's just like this constant learning process um and people get so deterred from like making mistakes but i've i'm sure you're the exact same way i've made so many mistakes (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i just continue to like make a mistake and then learn from it um and so like with the 75 hard thing and like especially um, just relating to that too. Like, had you not gone through that, maybe then you wouldn't value it the way you do now. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that. And that's why I always, like, I'm a, I'm a very, very open-minded person. Mm I, um, I have so many examples on why that's why I state myself as a very open-minded person, but I, um, I remember when I first, when I first learned about the 75 hard, 
uh, a lot of it was just like, wow, like these people are transforming their lives in 75 days. Like, and a lot of it was just the physical aspect that I liked about it. But then I started to look at it more, research it more. And I was like, wow, like these people, they're, they're actually just like growing mentally, like so much, like it's all mm-hmm. just like mental. And so that's the way that I looked at it. I was like, you know what? Like I'm in a state right now where um, I'm, pre- I'm pretty like good mentally, but I want to get better. And I want to really just like teach myself discipline. I want to teach myself consistency and really learn to prioritize my overall health, mental and physical. And so that's why I looked at 75 hard is such a great opportunity for that. And it was it literally did that exactly what I wanted from it. It surpassed that. Like I just, that's why I said like it changed my life. Um, but again, like once I came out of it, there was so many things that I got to learn. And over time, like still, like it took me a really long time, like not probably like uh, two months ago was when I really started to kind of like piece some things together and be like, Hey, you know what? Like the 75 hard doesn't determine if I determine if I'm a winner or not. Mm, And that's what, and that's literally what was like the biggest thing for me is like, I, I always was like, yeah, you know what? It's a great way to like separate people or even add to like my personal resume. So people can look at it and be like, wow, like this guy, you know what? He did that. And same with like the running things, like people look at it. It's like, fuck like this guy is like dude i was so impressed i was like i was like that's awesome yeah Yeah. and it's like it's really cool because obviously like nobody can ever take those things away from me 100 um yeah but for me the way that i'm i might be different than a lot of people is like i never ever identify myself as the things that i've completed like those are Mm -hmm. things that i can like feed off of and i've learned from and they're great but I'm not like, Hey, I'm Lucas. I'm the guy that's ran this far. And I'm the guy that's completed 75 hard. I'm just like, Hey, I'm me. And this is what I do. And I just want to like make impact on people's lives. And that's the reason why I do everything that I do. Um, But I I was, I was classifying myself as a winner or a failure based off of the 75 hard. And if I was completing everything and in life, I was ingraining that, like with my life decisions that I was making, I was like, okay, like, is this worth it? Like I had this crazy idea to travel to every single country in the world and advocate mental health and like show people what mental health was like in every single country. I absolutely love that idea. And I know that like one day I'm sure I will have completed every country. And like, it is my goal to like go to countries and do that. But I was literally deeming myself as a failure if I didn't do every single country. And I was like, why why does that matter? Like I'm making an impact. I'm doing what I want to be doing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. why am I always like, why is it constantly like, like successful or like a success and a failure? Like, why am I going back and forth? There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. Like why, why do I have to be like determining my whole entire life off of that? When in reality, like, I think the whole purpose of life is just to truly like live it and take it day by day. Cause it's just an experience. That's all life is. It's like one big experience. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's like, you can just add to your list. And um, there's a lot of people I know that aren't going to have a very big list of things that they did. And then there's going to be a lot of other people that have a massive list. And like, I want to be one of those people that has a massive list, but I don't want to base my list off of like, is this going to make me successful? Because like, one thing I want to do is 
go skydiving and jump out of a plane, but like, is that going to make me a success in life? Like, I don't think so. Like, just cause I jumped out of a plane, like, I don't know, but, yes. um, that's where the, the toxicity came in with the 75 hard is because mm-hmm. it is like, it's such a cutthroat challenge where it's like, check the box, you either do it. Yeah. You either do it and you succeed or you fail one thing and you're a failure. So like, that's how I was, I ingrained that into my life. And like a guy like Andy Frisilla, such an inspirational, motivational guy, a person that I looked up to for a very long time and like still do to some degree, mm-hmm. but like my problem. And like I was talking about earlier was when I was trying to be him to some degree, you know, like I was, I was really trying to like live the life he was living and being like, if I want to be successful in life, I have to be him. I have to do what he does. And that's when I was just like, had to take that big reset and be like, no, like, that's not it. I, I don't have to be doing the 75 hard every single year in order for me to be a success. Like, why can't I live a healthy lifestyle where I just feel like I'm growing every single day? Because that's what I want to be is like somebody that's just growing every single day and becoming smarter, becoming more knowledgeable, really growing, um, growing my relationships, growing with people always on the go. Like Andy Priscilla has an amazing, amazing house and he's, he's staying there. And that's what he loves to do. Like that guy's probably not going to be traveling the world and, and doing all these crazy things because that's not his life path that he wants to do. And I know he's a big advocate for people just doing like what is like their purpose and serving their purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I had to like take from it was like, Hey, I'm so much different than him. Like, I don't want the big house, the fancy cars and all that stuff. Like, I just want to truly live a life where I can just say like, Hey, this is, this is my list. And this is what I've done. And that's how I will do myself as a, as a success uh, in my own eyes. And that's ultimately the only way I want to look at it is like in my own eyes. And I'm sure you're the exact same way. Dude, I am totally the exact same (laughs) way. Um, I always, yeah, I always think that we, we get caught up in defining success based on others view of it, which is kind of exactly what you were just saying there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really when you like set up your own success, success, English there, <laughs> success <laughs> indicators, um, that's when you truly can determine, you know, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? Even like, maybe I haven't accomplished it yet, but maybe I'm going in the right direction. Um, and something that I really love doing is those, those large goals, um, that I have for myself, like, you know, traveling the world, um, and going to each country would be amazing. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak it into existence right now. It's going to happen for you, brother. Um, (laughs) and I love to break down those into, into much smaller goals, So then I can be creating that positive culture of success in my own life more consistently Mm -hmm. and being like, you know, um, like, let's just say a business one, um, just for reference right now, let's say your goal is to get to 10 K a month in revenue. Um, Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, the last six months you haven't done that. And it's like, man, I'm, I suck at this. Like (laughs) I suck, like this sucks. I'm not hitting my goal each and every time. And then, you know, like you start thinking like, man, I want to get to 2k a month or 3k a month. And then like, you kind of just like 
give yourself those the ladder almost. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I hit this one. I hit that one. I hit that one. And then you get to that much larger one or like all of them put together type deal. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I started to do that and I need to do it more consistently, especially with like the bigger life goals, because mm-hmm. yeah, just like you, um, pretty hard on myself sometimes when, yeah. when stuff like that doesn't happen. And we, we all are. Um, and it's like, that can be used in, in a positive way, or it could also be kind of, you know, a toxic way, like you were describing too. Exactly. Yeah. And I, honestly, I, uh, I think we all, um, we all kind of need to, we all kind of just need to figure out like ourselves to some degree, I think. Absolutely. Um, because obviously everyone's different, like we said, right? Like you, your, your goals probably look a lot different than my goals and there's nothing that makes them any less. Like that's, that's the big key to it is like your goals are no less than my goals and my goals are no less than your goals. Like Mm -hmm. they're equal playing fields because we're living two separate lives. Like we're not like, although we might do a lot of the similar things and and have a lot of the similar goals, like we are not living the exact same life. Mm -hmm. And it's just like what you're doing, where you're doing it is different than what I'm doing and where I'm doing it. Um, and just the experience thing too, completely different experiences. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Like, and again, I just, I think that's sometimes when, when people tend to get down on themselves or Mm -hmm. tend to even like give up, like one of the things I was going to say is uh, how we, we always, or like some people will just give up when times get tough or like, say it's like, okay, I want to make say like 10 grand a month. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if I want to, if I want to do that, like, I need to do it. And it's like, they try for it and it's like, okay, well I hit two grand this month and it's like, okay, well, I'm a failure. And it's like, well, obviously if you, if you deem yourself as a failure, yes, you are, yes, but it's like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta look at those positives. And like you said, you just kind of got to build yourself up. And um, I think anytime like you run your own business or you run a platform, um, even with like the podcast, it's like, there's obviously a lot of people that will listen to the podcast, but there also might not be a lot of people. And, and sometimes it takes like, it's just, Con, like the compounding effect right where mm-hmm. it's like hey you know what like this happens in everything is what i've kind of experienced is like Me too. if you want if you want to say grow a following it's like okay well i gotta like make sure i'm consistent with my stuff i'm not just gonna post one time and then it's like okay three months later i'm gonna post again and hopefully it hopefully it grows me. It's like, no, like you gotta be, they'll notice me because my message is very strong. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. No, exactly. And, uh, I mean, I, I always say like, it's super easy to quit. It's easiest thing ever. You just like right now you can just be like, I quit. And then you're Mm -hmm. done. You never have to touch it again, but it just builds so much more character when you, when you continue and you keep pushing and you you're growing because it's working, it's compounding, even though we might not see it on the surface, it's, it's doing its thing underneath the surface and eventually it's skyrocketing and you're just at a different spot than you ever could have imagined. Dude, I have like this thing in my mind and I'm interested to see if like this is some similar thinking to you. Um, okay. So every time I get over one of those like challenges or like hard times, and this is like really in, really big in business and entrepreneurship, but it's mm-hmm. also big in like life and like working out and things like that there's always like these points in life that I get to where it's like a test almost and like 
it gets really, really hard at one point. And it's like, makes me think like, how bad do you want this? Like, mm-hmm. um, in my mind, I'm like, you could stop right now. Like there's nothing holding you back. Like you said, quitting's easy. I could quit mm-hmm. right now type deal. And then when I get past that, I'm like, almost, I feel like that's another level that I'm at. I'm like, that, that was the difference between this group of people and the group of people that, you know, stopped. Mm-hmm. And every time I get past one of those levels, I'm like, okay, you got past that. Like, let's go, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are those tough times that just come out of nowhere. And it's like, you know, your mind really tests you. Like, how bad do you want this? Like, is this what you really want to do? Or like, mm-hmm. you, are you in the right area? And you kind of got to like, take a second and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm doing what I like to do. Like, this is difficult right now, but I'm going to be consistent with it and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, man, that is the best thing ever because I, I always like, I joke, I joke. I don't, I don't know, but like, I'm just <laughs> like, man, this life is a game. Like it truly is like, we're just, we're constantly, that's all it is. Like, and I, I truly do believe like we're constantly being tested, mm-hmm. like constantly. It's like, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to throw this obstacle at you just to screw with you Dude. so we can see how you react. Yeah. And it's like, and then when I, when I realize that I'm just like, okay. And it, honestly, it changed my life because before I used to react in, in poor ways to certain situations. I used to kind of like freak out. I used to, used to lose. Um, I kind of like, I guess. I don't necessarily like I guess um I just wasn't very logical with things and I just me too um I just like over overreact about stupid things and dude me once too. I started <laughs> to uh once I obviously started to think that way I was just like okay yeah you know what like <laughs> hey this happened okay that's just obviously a test like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna push forward and honestly like you said with the entrepreneurship it's like when things are not going your way like and I've actually I've done this where I look at like numbers uh like analytics of say like the podcast and um i remember one time specifically i looked at it and it was like just dropping like just like constant like i looked at the i had to look at the whole diagram and it was like it was going like this it was just like this gradual downhill and i was like i know that graph yeah i was like oh my god (laughs) and then i was like no do you know what like this is exactly what i need because it's a bit of a reality check And it's just like, Hey, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to produce like more. I'm going to make sure that things are going well. As soon as I did that, it was just like straight, straight up. And I was like, Hey, that was literally just a test. I was just tested to see if I would give up and lose hope because numbers dropped. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, similar to investing, honestly, it's like, okay, just because there's a drop, you don't just like, like, fuck it. It's over. I'm done. I'm Pull all up my the money. Gone. Yeah. Give me my Bitcoin back. Yeah. <laughs> like we just, and I just, I think that is what's so cool about it though, is mm. um, when you do realize like, hey, I'm just, I'm being tested constantly. This is just, this is what's happening and I accept it. I'm going to grow from it, learn from it. And then that's ultimately when you start to see the most growth in yourself and it, it does, it just compounds and compounds and compounds and um recently especially like i've just been noticing like hey you know what when i really start to live the life that i i aspire to live and and be the person i aspire to be and Mm -hmm. when i do it when the times get tough i'm just like 
it's fine. Like it, it just doesn't bother me anymore because I'm like, this is all just part of it. When you, when you understand that and realize it, it makes it a lot easier. And it, uh, it also just makes you like, Hey, the only way to fix this is just by work at it. And then you work at it and it's like, absolutely, okay, it's, it's, it's over and done. And I've just completed my level up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There was a, uh... There's kind of like another mantra. I'm a big mantra person. If you haven't <laughs> love it already, um, this is uh, one of one of the coaches that I work with. His name's Ben Newman, um, and he's he's a motivational speaker, but he works with a lot of sports teams too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about um, how do you show up when you win, and then how do you show up when you lose. So like just kind of reversing that a little bit. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's times where we win and then there's times where we lose. And like, how do we show up for ourselves each time? Um, And I've really like embodied that and thought about like when things are going good for me, like, man, I'm, I'm showing up, like I'm, I'm having a good time. Like things are going Mm -hmm. good, but then when, yeah, like things aren't, and you see like those analytics drop or whatever it may be. And you kind of get down on yourself and you're like, man, like not doing the right thing. Um, that's like, like you said, the growth and the opportunity is right there. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, it's that, yeah, it's that level up phase right there, which I'm just like, so (laughs) I don't know, I need to find motivation in certain random things. And like, Mm -hmm. for me, that's one of the areas that I like just fixate on. I'm like, that's my motivation right there is like that next level type phase. Like, you know, I love the example of like the throw curveballs at you and like you kind of you're you're being tested all the time and it's mm-hmm. so true um and i think that when you're intentional about you know like your day and your lifestyle and you know what you want to accomplish you you understand that you know you you need to keep moving forward no matter what it is because you have that you know thing that you want to do you have that person you want to become or mm-hmm. you know that race you want to run um, whatever it may be. Um, so really being intentional about like why you're doing the things you're doing help, has helped me like tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in, intention is a word that's not thrown around enough. Honestly, I, yes. uh, like just once you're intentional, you, you, uh, you seem to maximize your time a lot more. You seem mm-hmm. to, to maximize your potential a lot more. And you're never like, there just doesn't seem to be, um, yeah, just like a lot of wasted energy because if you're doing something with intention, you, you obviously know like what the outcome is going to be, or you can have an idea of what the outcome is going to be, which again is what, I think that's probably why you start it in the first place, why you do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, when you go into it with intention, it's huge. Um, I do have a question for you though. Absolutely. I was just thinking about this, uh, for your like before coaching, mm-hmm. um, what were you what were you doing before that? Um, so before coaching, I originally was a bartender at the keg. Um, oh, nice. I'm not sure if you guys have the keg over there, but yeah, yeah. So I was a bartender at the keg, and then I was a bartender at the pint, um, which nice. was like a nightclub here. Um, mm-hmm. Bartending was awesome because I was able to. I built communication skills through bartending. Um, and I always think that like, I was put in that position. Like, again, I think everything happens for a reason. I was, mm-hmm. I was like in a bar, which was like a lot of alcohol, obviously, and like party scene when I was a club bartender. 
But when I was actually like communicating with people, I built these really strong communication skills and like understood how to walk up to a complete stranger and be like, Hey, how's it going? And Mm -hmm. like, be that like energy. Um, and so I was a bartender for a while. Um, I was an event planner, um, most recently at sport Manitoba. So I was the, uh, Manitoba games coordinator. So you guys have like the BC games over there. We always Mm -hmm. would be like, man, BC is doing such a good job. We need (laughs) So I was working with the Canada games and the Manitoba games, but they both got postponed for COVID when I was working for them, um, which sucked because I was like, it was a really cool job, but um, yeah, I was doing that. And then like, I just felt called to this stuff way more than that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been a direct support provider for um, um, basically like a respite worker where I work with uh, children and uh, young adults living with autism spectrum. So I was doing that too. But like all of those things um, were great. The, the respite working, I can't do right now because of COVID, but mm-hmm. um, the other stuff like the bartending and the event planning, it was like cool jobs. Like I liked it, like, especially the bartending, like I was making really good money at the time, mm-hmm. but it was just not fulfilling to me. Um, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, someone else would be happier in these positions. Um, mm-hmm. And they could fill that and be more grateful for like the opportunity. Um, and then once I went out on my own, I was just like, man, I cannot go back to doing that stuff. That is awesome. I, yeah, dude. I, I'm just like completely invested in like making this work right now um, mm-hmm. because just like when you work with a passion, um, which I'm sure you've very much understood Mm -hmm. there's just like this other level of work ethic that you're willing to go to Mm -hmm. um and it's uh it's yeah so i was i was a bartender for a while and was event planner um yeah how do you yeah how do you uh i think this will be an interesting question for okay a lot of people that are obviously listening to it um just because i know that like some people have asked me this as well but like Mm -hmm. what was kind of like your Cause did you have like all your coaching set up? Like, were you like in that comfortable position to Not just even like, close. Yeah. No. dive into that? Because I think that is something that is like serves so much impact to so many people. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, I had made my Instagram account in September of 2020 and I was just like putting out these messages out there. Like if you go back into my, like, first couple posts i'm in my mom's basement which isn't even finished and i'm just like recording videos of myself talking and i'm just like putting out good energy like working out down there because i'm pretty sure it was locked down at the time um i was just doing that and i didn't i didn't even think about coaching and then i'd been doing it for a couple weeks or months and people were like hey man like are you a trainer? Like, are you a life coach? Like, what are you? And I'm just like, good question. What am I? And I'm like, right now it's nothing. And I just started like kind of helping people, like getting on like conversations with people. And then like, somebody would be like, Hey man, like, what do I do for like working out at home? And I'd be like, Oh, like you can do this, 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 and this, or like, send me your equipment you have. I'll make you a workout plan. And then like, it kind of like 
started going like that. And then um, it was, it was my last semester of university and it was another one of those things. I've said it like six times on this podcast, but one of those like universal signs Mm -hmm. Um, I get into this course and it's like my capstone course for uh, my degree. And they're, they want me to basically make something into a program. So I like make this program for my company of like how to help people um, dealing with difficult situations in their life. Um, And so I like draft up this like whole thing and make like a plan about how I'm going to execute it and everything and hand it in as my final project. And then the whole time, this was my business plan pretty much. And I um, (laughs) take this with me. Um, And then I started, um, I became like a certified personal trainer, um, like an international Mm -hmm. certified one. So I could work with people from all over. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as soon as I graduated, I went into a coaching course um, with a guy named Rob Dial. I'm not too sure if you know who that is. I did the same thing. No way. Yeah. Which one? Business breakthrough. (laughs) Dude, I'm in business. (laughs) Hell yeah. what yeah no way okay so i did that too um Mm -hmm. and i like learned how to be a coach during that and then i met all of these people who were coaches um and then i basically just like learned all of these different skills um went into like a couple more different coaching programs just to understand like what i was actually doing before i started taking Mm -hmm. on too many people but it was kind of learn as you go thing Mm -hmm. um and then like now that's probably eight months ago, no, six months ago now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been, you know, just this crazy journey that I've been on, um, but beautiful. I think I learned a lot about coaching throughout my university degree though. Um, mm-hmm. And just like understanding um, like the recreational therapy side of things and like how to actually um, like deal with a client and like build them a program and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I totally, first off, didn't even know I was going to be a coach and second off did not, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't ready for it ever at the time. Like I wasn't like, I'm going to be a coach today and this is good. It was kind of just like jumped into it and like mm-hmm. figured it out. But that is so funny that you are in yeah. business here too. Yeah, that that's hilarious. I uh, honestly, I was pretty similar as well. Like, I remember it was, I don't even know when it was probably like March or something like that. I just remember like driving, like driving, I have no idea where, but I was like, you know what, I think it'd be really cool to be a coach at some point. Like, and I had that in my mind too, for quite a while. I was like, I yeah, I had to the thought a, too. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I would love to be a coach, but I feel like I need to progress in life a little bit more. Okay. Um, that was my big thing is I was like, I feel like I need to, to do more, add more to my resume, become uh, a person that people could look at and be like, oh yeah, I should, li- I should probably listen to him because he's obviously done some things. Yeah. And um, that was kind of like my whole thing with it. And then over... I'm just trying to think like when, so I can't remember exactly when I signed up. I want to say like, it was like June, June or something like that, maybe May when I signed up for business breakthrough. 
and dude, I was like, I signed up in May too. That's so funny. I uh, it was like stupid of me though. I would say personally, I think for me to sign up at that point because like I was still in that mode of my life where I was like, I just feel like I need to do do this, do that, and like I feel like I should have just dove into a lot of like more of the podcast stuff, more of um, just like figuring myself out. Whereas like, I was just like, I want to do a million things. So I want to be a coach. I want to be this. I want to be that. And I was like, I just wasn't because like, as you know, it's like, if you want to be like, run your own business, be a coach, do that thing. It's like, you better like dive into it and you better be like very, very committed to it. Yeah, Um, absolutely. That was my thing is like, I was like, I am very committed to becoming a coach, but my problem was, and the thing that was always holding me back. So I was like, I feel like there's just more I got to do before I can have like that kind of like that authority to coach somebody and like Dude, yeah. obviously all the fears of like am I old enough to be a coach like is this is this okay <laughs> and then I like and I was just totally neglecting the knowledge that I had and like the way I looked at life and everything like that and how people could actually that's like, the biggest thing from me. Yeah. yeah and so anyways and then I just like I kind of put the coaching on the back burner like would kind of take a client on here and there um and then eventually I was just like Okay, I've literally like created that resume that I was like longing to have. Waiting for. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why am I just sitting here not taking action on that? And then obviously I was like, and I started noticing this a lot when I would like go do the runs and I would come back to like my my normal job. And I and then I would do like a coaching call that same day. And I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Like I'm living just a different life right now. Like I I'm living this one way where I'm like doing like following my dreams and I really feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. And then on the other side of the spectrum, I'm just like at a job that I like feel out of body when I'm there because I'm not like aligned with myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then I was like, screw it. I just need to obviously like quit my job and make sure that uh, I just dive into the coaching thing, like full, full time. And just like, just don't look back because it's just like, why would I not do this? Like, this is what I aspire to do and I want to help people. So it's like, why would I not do that? And mm-hmm. again, it's just all the time. It's limiting beliefs that always seem to hold us back. And it's like, Hey, and that's why, again, like I was, I was starting to gain so much motivation from you because I was like, okay, this guy, he's like, he's full on like coaching right now. Like he mm-hmm. is, he's doing things. And I was like, here I, I am. Into like, that. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I want to, like, that's what I want to be doing. Like, I just, I, I would see that you're like every day. It's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm obviously coaching, but I'm also just living that life I want to live. Mm-hmm. So for me, I found that so motivational and inspirational because I was just awesome. Like, yeah. Like I want, that's what, that's what I really want to be doing. And it's like, the only thing that's stopping me right now is myself. And so it's that's like the biggest thing. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so huge that you just type like touched on for like everybody is like the only thing that's stopping me is myself mm-hmm. like actually though yeah I I can't believe like how how I had to figure that out um with like the limiting beliefs and like all these things like to be honest I was in the mode of like man you're like my mind was kind of like man like you're you're not gonna make this money you're not gonna impact millions thousands 10 Mm. lives like you're not gonna even get a client like why would why would someone work with you and then like I had to like go back and be like 
man, like, this is why, this is why I deserve mm-hmm. to be successful. Like, this is why I deserve this. Like I do this, I do that. I've done this. And like mm-hmm. you said, like the way that you see life is like so valuable and we mm-hmm. like disvalued it because we thought that we had to do like see those like big name people, what they've done. Um, mm. Yeah, man. Crazy. That's yeah. so cool that you went through business breakthrough too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Did you like, all right. That's a total personal conversation. Actually, I was just gonna be like, you know, so I, I honestly was forgetting that we were even in a podcast. We're gonna, right we now. can talk about it later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's just the flow of the conversation we're having I know. right now. Like, we're yeah. just going I was back like, and forth. Literally just totally forgot we were in a, in a podcast. Oh my God. But um, no, I would love to pick your brain on it a bit though. And absolutely. obviously like I always, I always say that you can learn from absolutely everybody dude everybody um, and that's Mm -hmm. the thing too is like the way that you might have perceived the program perceived or like even just like the your coaching journey obviously is a lot different than mine so it's like being able to hear from somebody else that's kind of like done it maybe hear some of those those limiting factors that came in for you or like some of the challenges you faced and then it's like the ways that you worked through them it's like learning from that and from yourself it's like so valuable learning from uh, each other yeah absolutely there's um there's this book i read um a long time ago now i've read it a couple times because i feel like every time i read it i'm just at a different point in my journey and something resonates with me in a different way um and it's called ego is the enemy by ryan holiday Um, okay amazing book but one of the chapters he talks about um always remaining a learner and never letting your like ego come in the way of like I know it all like type deal. And I, I don't think I was really like ever like that, but maybe I didn't embody it fully that I could like learn from somebody, no matter who they were, no matter what setting conversation, anything like that. Um, and so like now, like, I, I think I said this earlier, like every time I go into a conversation, I'm like, I can learn from this person. Like they have, you know, maybe, an experience like it could even go down to like they have a recipe that I know that they like mm. have this amazing mac and cheese that I want to know about but yeah. whatever it may is that's just yeah. an example but like you can literally learn from anybody in any setting anywhere and we have this like conception of like we only learn from you know like teachers or like you know some some other form of like education that we've associated learning with before but when you like make that shift into, I can always remain a learner, you really do just start to just, you're a sponge to like everything that happens. Yeah. Every, everybody around you. Yeah. You can even just like learn from their mistakes too. Like that's what I, 100%. like, that's the one thing I love is because I always, I was like, okay, yeah. Like what, what value are they going to give me? And I was always searching for the ways that like, the, the advice that they would give me that's going to benefit me and then I would almost be like oh well like I'm not going to learn from that person so like why would I necessarily even have a conversation mm. but a lot of the times it's like the way that they look at life is if it's like in a negative way or they're doing something that you don't necessarily agree with it's like you're automatically learning from that um, I actually Huge. once had a once I once had like one of my best friends ask me a question which I was like this is when I really started to like kickstart uh a lot of that like open-mindedness and listening and learning to everyone Mm -hmm. um which was cool because 
she was like, she's like, Hey, so do you think, or we were in like a super deep conversation. She goes, do you think every single person in this world has a purpose? Mm, I was like, that's deep. Yeah. And I was like, so I took a minute and I was like, yeah, I, I really do. And she's like, she's like, really? Like, I don't necessarily think that. And I was like, no, I truly think that every last person has a purpose. And it might not be the same as like you or I, where we're like striving to striving to like achieve our purpose or like be like, or fulfill our purpose. But I think that they serve like every last person serves a purpose to somebody else as well. So that is their purpose. And it's like, uh, for instance, like a homeless person per se, it's Mm -hmm. like, I know that I don't want to be homeless, like personally. Um, but the thing, um, and I'm not like neglecting that person in any which way, but it's like me seeing a homeless person who like some people would be like, Oh, they don't have a purpose in life. It's like, no, the purpose that I learned from them is just like, that, that's not what I want. Like, I don't want that. So I'm going to make sure I work hard enough so that I don't be there. Interesting. And it's like, yeah. and it's just like, that's why I always say like, everyone has a purpose because Absolutely. although we might not see it um, or like deem it, it's like, Hey, like they're serving a purpose in your life. And it's mm, like your whole environment impactful. is, which is, yeah. Which is like super interesting. It's almost like the butterfly effect kind of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy, brother. I, uh, (laughs) I've actually, that's a deep question. I would love to, I might actually just throw that one out in my friend group and just get everyone to kind of discuss that. That's a good conversation starter. It is man. Like it it truly is. And it's just, it's cool when you get to hear other people's perspective on it too. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I said, like could ask, uh, put a, hundred people in a room and ask them and like, everyone's going to have a different answer, different answer. Yeah. And then a different explanation on that answer. Um, which is obviously, which is really cool because again, it comes down to it. Like you can learn from every single person and, um, being like an open-minded person, you also get to learn, uh, a bit more of like why people see life the way that they see it. And cool. So and, cool. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. That's why I just love talking to people. Me too. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> um there's there's this uh and i i don't even remember who said it but there was there was this kind of concept i guess i'm gonna call it of Mm -hmm. everybody sees the world in a different way so like you have to kind of celebrate your unique way of seeing the world in a sense like that's like your pride that you can take in yourself like this is why i'm different like and it's Mm -hmm. good to celebrate that And they talked about an example of this like little kid that like came to their, or there was like a drainage ditch in this person's driveway. And they're like looking outside one day and this kid is just having like the time of his life, treating it like a half pipe. And this guy's like looking outside of his window and he's like, man, I never saw that as a half pipe. Like that's just my freaking drainage ditch. And it's like, everybody sees something in a completely different way. And that's what makes this world so unique. And what makes every one of us so unique is that we have that different perception. We have those different opinions. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and you can just like, when you engage in a conversation with somebody, you almost, 
like see the world in a different way. And it kind of, you know, allows you to learn. It, it allows mm-hmm. you to grow. So yeah, mm-hmm. man, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and that's the same with like the ego side of it too, right? Is yes. like, if you go into a conversation with an ego on you, like you're never going to learn any, or I shouldn't say never, but like you're, you're probably not going to learn as much difficult. as you would if, yeah. yeah, if you went in there just like with your guard down and just like being willing to taking in information and, and accepting the fact that like somebody might see something totally different than yourself and just being like, like understanding them and understanding where they might be coming from and just truly listening. Like that's the most powerful thing you can ever do is just listen to somebody, listen to what they have to say. And it's like, you might not agree with every single thing that they say, you might not agree with them at all, but you will learn something from it. And it's just Mm -hmm. the power of listening with like all years and fully engaged. Yes. Um, I don't think (laughs) I really understood how to listen um, for a very long time. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially to um, when this was something I was really bad with before was I would listen and I always would like, be like, what am I going to say next? Like to what they're saying. And I would always catch myself and be like, I'm not even actually listening to somebody if I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to what they're saying. So like literally just taking the time to just be like engaged in what they're actually saying and then being like, okay, yeah. Um, Cause like, what's the rush? What's the exactly. rush? Actually, <laughs> um, I know. And yeah, that's that was a big shift for me in my life for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I uh, even like in the pod, like podcasting and stuff. I used to always do the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. so they're they're talking about this. Like, what's the next question going to be? And then I would like sit there and ponder it, and then they'd be, and then they'd I could just tell that their story was kind of coming to an end, and I was like damn it. I don't have the next question yet. And I'm like, I would have had the question if I would have just listened to them rather than thinking about what the question was going to (laughs) be. And, uh, and that's when I was like, because I would always say like, no matter what, I was always like, yeah, it's just a conversation. Like it's just us talking. But in my head, I was always like, Kenny, do I have like the next question lined up? Like, Mm -hmm. what's it going to be? When in reality, you just automatically generate questions. If you're just engaged in the conversation and you're exactly yes i love that yeah Yeah. like today between we've been on this for like two hours and never once two hours never never (laughs) once was i like okay what question is next i was just like let's just go with the flow of the conversation because it's it's an interesting conversation and one that um it's obviously just like proof like we can just connect and learn and Mm -hmm. and uh just like hear somebody else's story and and hear different things that they've been through and so it's so powerful and that's why like it's been so easy to talk to you and why I was like literally forgot we're filming a podcast because I (laughs) I I literally like I I it happened a few times too like there was just I just I literally throughout this whole entire podcast just like we are not filming a podcast like we're just having a cool conversation on a Monday dude I um First off, I can't believe it's been two hours. Um, second off, like the ability to just flow through a conversation with somebody um, is like one of my absolute most favorite things ever. Um, and it it just speaks volumes to like the type of person that like you are and, and like that I am too, where we're able mm-hmm. to just be like open and, you know, vulnerable and want to like 
learn and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, like moving forward, that's definitely something that I will always look to do like across all settings is always be willing to have that conversation or like not put, you know, the time cap on it or like something like that, um, which I was so bad at before. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I know when I was was so funny because, um, before I even like started the podcast, I was just like, I was really into podcasts and I would just, uh, I just like, I was very interested in them and just like learning how they kind of like worked and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I was like, okay, like how exactly do these work? You know, like what would be the best way to construct a podcast? So I immediately was like, okay, do you know what I think the best way would be is just like, just don't have a way. And I was like, just run with it. Like what's most interesting to me is when two people can sit down and have a super open, vulnerable conversation with no judgment involved whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. like, that's what's powerful. And I was like, and then I started thinking about it and it wasn't until, cause I was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe like I'll, I'll edit some. Cause I sat down with a person that did podcasts one time and like okay. wanted to learn something from them. And they're like, yeah, like, you know what, you got to like edit out the likes and buts, like all that jazz. So I would sit there for hours on end editing I can't out, even like, imagine that. likes <laughs> and buts. And I was like, this is awful. Like, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And I was like, what I base my podcast off of is authenticity mm-hmm. and realness, like the raw, real shit involved in somebody's life and story. And you get to hear how they came from this point to the point that they're at now mm-hmm. or how they're still going through their journey. And I was like, me editing out the way that somebody speaks is me taking away from the value of their story. So that's why now mm-hmm. I'm like, I will never, ever edit somebody's podcast like their story like that's how it's staying i don't care if you use like every second word or you use but every second word like your story is your story and i'm never ever going to step in the way of that i'm never going to chuck an ad in the middle of it i am never like i've said that multiple times to people i'm never ever going to mess with somebody's story and if it's mm-hmm. seven hours long, it's seven hours long. Like it's, <laughs> like that's what we're going with. I don't care. But I uh, like, and that's, I just think like, that's the way it should be. You know, like I've, I've mm-hmm. sat in on, or like I've done somebody's podcast where they literally, I remember I went, I went, sat down, did the podcast. They emailed me like two months later when they were about to release it. And they're like, here's the, the pre-copy of it. Um, I shortened it down to 45 minutes and our filming was like two hours. And I was like, you just took away all, like took out all value of my podcast because wow. they just wanted to stick to a 45 minute podcast. Yes. Yeah. I, was like, I feel that. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I can't vouch for that. I can't stand by that because my story is my story and you taking away from my story. And yeah. It gets skewed then. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, and like, what did you choose to take out? Like, I don't, I don't know. I'd never like, this might sound like a bit of an asshole move, but like, I never listened to that podcast because I was just like, I don't even want to hear it because it's, it's taking away from my story. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I totally kind of off topic, but I, uh, but like, but like, that's a learning lesson too, even though, yeah. because had you never experienced that, maybe you'd be sitting here now being like, 
likes and buts. Like I yeah. want to get those out of here. But then you're like, no, exactly. like that happened to me. Like I, I don't like that. So then you're kind of living the golden rule, even in that sense, yeah. like treat others the way that you'd like to be treated. And you're like, exactly. man, this guy, like, I didn't like that. So why would, why would I edit David's story and be like, you know, here you go, man, here's your, here's your story. But I switched some things about it. So it sounds a bit nicer. I'm like, yeah. and what? <laughs> oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Like I would, oh, immediately I'd be like, wow, this is brutal. Cause yeah. I just think like, it's such a, oh my gosh. It's just, it's almost like you, yeah, you are, you're just devaluing someone, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, cause like in that moment, I felt very kind of like, I was like hurt. Cause I was like, is my, is my story not, of like value to you like that sort of thing and and that's how again like putting myself in other people's shoes like if I was to do that to somebody's story that's how I would look at it I'd be like okay is my story not valuable enough like why Mm -hmm. did you feel the need to do that um Mm -hmm. and again that's never what I ever want to do to somebody and because I don't think anybody deserves that I think everyone deserves to like the whole purpose of this is just to give people a voice give people a platform so that they can can share their story they can show people who they truly are and and show people where they came from and where they are now just like yourself and i love that that's what's that's where all the power comes in and where it really does just like prove uh the strength of somebody and and where they're at yeah dude and i think that you know going back to like probably one of the first things we were talking about was like that authenticity these days like on like social media and like on the mm-hmm. internet and stuff like that is so rare um and it's just like when you do something like this and you make it authentic like that rareness is what what makes it you know i for me valuable like i'm like absolutely this is the real thing like this is how people is there's no there's no lights and cameras going on we're just yeah dudes chopping it up right now (laughs) exactly no i totally totally am with you on that yeah. It, uh, and that's what makes it the best though, is because people can seriously, they can just sit here and they can listen. And again, like there's not this, like there's no intensity involved. Like they can, they can put it in during a workout. They can put it in on a walk, like whatever it is. And they can just listen to, to, to people who have kind of like experienced some things in life and, and gone through different feats of life. And, and obviously we just, we re- relay that out to people and we give people, that hope that they might desire or, or even just like maybe click something within their brain that makes them think a little bit differently. And then it's like, that, that makes an impact. Like that's, that's all it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Making an impact. Yeah, dude, there's, um, that's really been my kind of thing in this. Like I want to make an impact in this world. And I Mm -hmm. think like, while I'm here, why not make an impact? Like, why not be that person, you know, in your community that, you know, holds the door for somebody at the grocery store or acknowledges somebody when you're walking by them, or is that voice on the podcast that they listen to and they think, you know, man, like I could change my life around too. Or, you mm-hmm. know, that message that they hear one day from one of your TikToks or so, whatever it may be. Um, why not be that impact? Um, and that's something that, you know, I obviously see you embodying, um, and something that I really embody myself, um, to make an impact while you're here, whatever way you can. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, man. man, I love that. 
Um, one little question before we do wrap it up though. Okay. Uh, what would be kind of like your biggest type of advice for somebody who's, uh, who might be struggling or, or encounter any form of struggle in life? Any form of struggle in life. Okay. Hmm. I think that, you know, a a lot of people like, and I think we've kind of talked about this is when you're going to make that change in your life, it's, you're going to cross, come across so many times where you're doing the right thing and you're going in the right direction. And then like something will happen and it's going to be, you know, that quote unquote failure, like type deal. And if there's one thing that I've learned, it's, and it sounds kind of cliche is like just standing up every single time that you get knocked down again. There's, we get so deterred when, you know, things don't go perfectly when we try to make that change in our life, when we're going through a struggle in our life. Um, And I think really when you're going to make that change in your life, you have to realize that it's not going to be perfect and progress is not linear. There's going to be the ups and downs and there's going to be, you know, old habits creeping back in. There's going to be the limiting beliefs. There's going to be, you know, a lot of things along that journey. But if you continue to just stand up that one extra time, you're going to be going in the right direction. And eventually you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's just always about, you know, continuing that process moving forward. And that's something that I really, you know, has stuck with me. And so, yeah, that'd probably be the piece of advice. I love that. I freaking love that. It, uh, <laughs> I know that's, it's driven me a lot in life yeah. as well as just literally once you get it kind of ingrained in your mind, like no matter what I will get up, like no matter what happens, like mm-hmm. I'm going to get up and I'm going to just keep moving forward. I, mm-hmm. I think again, it's, it just becomes muscle memory. It's like, Hey, no matter what happens, no matter like if everything falls apart, like I'm still going to get back up because that's yes. just like, it almost becomes who we are. Like that becomes our identity. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, like, I know that's the type of person I want to be as somebody who just never, ever gives up no matter what obstacles come. And, um, I think that always, it always will pay off in the end. Like that's the thing I literally made a, I made a, a quote about this the other day, but it's just like, basically saying like, um, failure literally doesn't exist unless you give up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you give up, then obviously you fail. But if you don't, if you never, ever give up, then you're not like, you're not a failure. You're never failing. And Absolutely. that's just like, which is for me anyways, I was just like, you know what, that's, that's how I kind of have to base my life off of it is it's just because like something didn't work. It doesn't mean it failed or it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means like, Hey, you got to try something new, <laughs> like yeah. get back up and try again. <laughs> like try it's just again. how life works. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly that, though, man, like this, this podcast, I can't even believe I can call it a podcast. <laughs> Cause it was just like, it was just, Oh my gosh, just such a good conversation. Honestly, like yeah, such brother. an engaging conversation. And I just, I feel very fortunate to have uh, had this conversation today with you and bring you on. And I, uh, yeah, I feel very, very fortunate for sure. Yeah, brother. I'm, uh, I'm super grateful that we, uh, we got on here together. I, I knew it was going to happen one day. I felt yeah. <laughs> it. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's amazing to connect with somebody and, you know, 
be able to thank you for letting me share my story here today. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just one of the main takeaways was, you know, I'm super thankful that you, that you allowed me to come on here and, and share my story today. And then, you know, just hearing more about you and understanding you as a person and, you know, putting kind of seeing, seeing you behind the scenes of like the, the Instagram and stuff like that was super cool. Cause we are just like so similar and yeah. we're definitely going to have to have to have some more conversations in the future. So 100%. I'm excited to see where this leads to uh, moving forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, honestly, like thank you a million times over for, for taking the time out of your day today to sit down with me. And um, like you said, like we have to connect soon. Cause I do have like, truthfully, I have a lot of questions for you. And mm -hmm. um, again, I just want to continue these conversations and uh, it's a, uh, what a day. What a good day. What a good day to start what the month. Day. To start the what a, oh my gosh. What a great start to the month, honestly. Gonna, I can already check off today as a win, no matter what else happens. Oh, today the was a win, brother. Today yeah. was a massive win. Yeah. That is awesome. Perfect. Okay. Well, I seriously again appreciate you. And uh we'll we'll talk very shortly. Okay. Sounds good, my brother. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed David's story and I highly encourage you to reach out to him and have any form of conversation with him. He's an amazing man that has so much value to give as you've seen in this episode. So please do reach out to him. And if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you are more than welcome to at Struggle Creates Strength on both Instagram and Facebook. Or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatesstrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. And truthfully, I just want to thank every last one of you that is sharing the podcast with the people around you on social media, really just even bringing it up in conversation. That's all that this podcast is meant to do is create conversation, show people that it's okay to share your story, and ultimately just allow people to share their stories and share their experiences, share what worked for them, what didn't work for them, so that other people can learn from that and don't have to experience the same things. I always say with my coaching that it's a fast track to a better life or, or a happier life instead of having to go through that prolonged process. And that's what this platform does as well, is it really does provide a, an opportunity for people to seek help before they seek help essentially if that makes any sense but it really does it just allows people to see what worked and what didn't work so then they don't have to go through that process of trial and error for themselves and for me that means the world to me when we can put that into action and when people obviously reach out to me tell me that it works tell me that they're gaining benefit from it because at the end of the day that's what matters there has been people that have reached out and said that it saved their lives which absolutely blows me away and honestly, it's not because of me whatsoever. It's because of every last person that's come on and shared their story. And also because of the people that have shared it with the people around them. And again, please do continue to do that. You don't have to share it on social media. Just share it via word of mouth. Continue to spread, spread the message of struggle creates strength and the fact that everyone has a story. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this Monday with another episode of either Mindset Monday or Mindful Monday. Haven't quite figured that one out yet, 
but we'll we'll figure it out. It'll it'll be there though, regardless. So tune in this Monday for another episode. And again, thank you so much. Just remember that everyone has a story. <laughs> <laughs>